Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting advice and guidance in your ear. Zweig Group's team of experts have spent more than three decades elevating the industry by helping AEP and environmental consulting firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver invaluable management, industry, client, marketing, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts, elevating the design industry one episode at a time. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. It's Randy Wilburn, and I'm back. Yes, this is actually the second episode that I've done since I came back and we resurrected the podcast. A big shout out to Chad Kleinens and um, Christy Zweig Niehaus for uh, agreeing to do this and for us bringing this back. Uh, and I think now more than ever before, we need to be sharing as much information as we can in the design industry. Well, we need to be sharing information, period. But especially right now, as we deal with this coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, um, design professionals have to be more creative nowadays than they've ever been in the past. And so I have been reaching out to a lot of design leader, design firm leaders, and, and individuals that I have met throughout the past two decades in the design industry space, just to connect with them, kind of find out what they're doing, how they're managing, what their new normal looks like. And I, uh, I, got, I got in touch with a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Davis, who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer with WGI Inc. out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I corralled him and twisted his arm to come on the podcast and and uh, and chat with me. And actually, he was he was very obliging. But but uh, without further ado, uh, Michael, I want to welcome you to the Zweigler Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Randy, and and thanks for the invitation. It's uh, interesting times, and I think uh, any opportunity right now we can share with others. Uh, and learn from others uh, the things and that everybody's going through and how we're responding is is very valuable and hope you and your family and this white family is all doing very well. Yeah, well, we definitely are. And, and I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, I, I'd love for you just to kind of give just a quick synopsis of of WGI and what you guys do. And I know you guys have expanded recently, uh, but you guys are about 650 people now. That's right. Wow. Okay. All right. So uh, I'd love for you just to kind of just tell the audience a little bit about WGI and what you guys do so we can kind of frame this conversation. Well, WGI is a uh, solutions provider. We, uh, we do that through uh, engineering and planning, landscape architecture, 
uh, environmental sciences and, uh, and our geospatial practices. Uh, we're, we're located or based out of West Palm Beach, Florida, as you indicated, or it's where our corporate office is. That's where I'm, I'm sitting. Uh, we have 18 offices in, in eight states, uh, uh, a big presence in Florida, uh, also a big presence now in Texas and then other places as well. Uh, we've been very uh, fortunate, very successful over the last decade in terms of our growth, uh, going from a firm of about 125 or so folks up to that 600 plus. Uh, uh, and it's it's really not by accident. It's by good strategic planning. And uh, shout out to the good folks at Swipe for uh, helping us several years ago with that with that strategic plan and putting us, I think, on a path for for that growth and uh, that sustainable growth and, and the success that we've been fortunate enough to have. So we got 600 really awesome associates around the country we're really proud of and uh, really focused right now a lot on, on them and, and how they're doing. Okay. And so I, I would love for you uh, just to kind of share with the audience just a little bit about, you know, wh- how has strategy changed for you, especially just in the past couple of weeks, I was listening to a story earlier today about how like overnight we went from like two and a half weeks ago, like virtually very small unemployment to the number of people that we've gotten to. And, and again, the numbers are, are kind of mind boggling and to kind of get our heads around it. I think it's really good to provide context for what a firm like yours is doing from a strategy perspective, just to kind of weather the storm that we're in right now. You know, I think it does. It goes back to our strategic plan that we we issued in 2018, and one of the items in that plan was to stand up a crisis management team at WGI. We felt like that uh, <clears throat> at that time we had reached a size where uh, that we hopefully would never have to use a crisis management team, but we needed one. And uh, with the diversity and uh, locations and the growth of them the associates, we, we feel that it felt like it was just time to do that. So we did that. We started this, what we called the CMT, the crisis management team. Um, that's, I think, been uh, very, very helpful as we've responded to COVID-19. We uh, activated the team uh, about four or five weeks ago. We've been meeting uh, at least weekly, if not more, on an as-needed basis, but at least every Monday we meet and and kind of game plan and go through what we need to be doing and how we need to be responding to our associates uh, around the country. Uh, That's led to uh, our weekly updates. We're trying to, you know, keep the team involved. and, and aware of uh, what's going on. Um, we're very much aware of, you know, the, the magnitude of this pandemic and how it's affecting a lot of folks. Our neighbors, our friends, uh, many of them have lost their jobs. Uh, we're aware of that. We think we've been very fortunate in the overall in the A&E industry and, and certainly at WGI is that we haven't seen that, that kind of a hit. Uh, we've been trying to just keep our heads down in terms of our professional practice and, 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 and be busy. We, we started the year, fortunately, with a, a record backlog at WGI, so we have a lot of work to, to do. Uh, and we've tried to keep the team focused on producing that work. And I'm very, very proud to say that uh, at least for the last three or four weeks, they've been very focused on that, and they are, they are delivering on that, on that work. 
Okay. And, you know, obviously the big thing that a lot of firms are dealing with and, and, you know, there, you know, back in the day and Michael, you've been in this industry for a long time. It was uh, be seen, be heard. So remote work was like a non-starter in the design industry space. But now all of a sudden it's, you know, kind of the way things are because by necessity. And I'm just curious to know if, if, if there was anything that you guys were able to implement that allowed you to be successful from a remote work perspective uh, and to keep people, like you said, you've got backlog, you've got plenty of work to do. So it's not like you can't keep your people busy. How have you been able to manage that along with the challenge of having a remote workforce? That's a great question because just as a general matter, we we didn't encourage, we did not encourage remote work at WGI. We, we feel like that so much of what we do is collaborative in nature and uh, requires really good and concise communication of our teams. Our, our physical spaces around the country have actually been uh, designed to facilitate that collaboration and, and that communication. So just as a general matter, we, we didn't have a lot of people working remotely. We did it on an ad hoc basis when, it, when somebody had a, a child sick or needed to take care of a, a parent or whatever, we, we allowed it, but on a short-term basis. So we actually had to scramble a fair amount to kind of come to grips with what our policy was going to be for remote work. And we actually developed um, over about a a five-day period a remote work guide. We published it uh, and and laid out kind of the parameters and expectations for our associates when they're working from home or working remotely. Uh, And it's been well received. That's one of the things that uh, the crisis management team at WGI has been able to do is to very quickly mobilize and produce these very important documents. The remote work guide was was one of those. And and I I think it did a a good job of saying, you know, we trust you. Uh, We know you're professionals. Uh, We know you'll do a good job. But here are some things that you really need to think about when you're working remotely. And, and also providing some tips and things like, you know, you really do need to take breaks. You really do need to uh, uh, get dressed and, and act Shower. professional. Shower <laughs> is awesome. Yes. Uh, and so basically a lot of the same things you would do if you came to a WG office, WGI office. And so I, I think that guide is, is a really good example of um, how agile we've been and been able to respond pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, I think it's just, it's different. I mean, you know, I was reading um, uh, Mark Zweig wrote an article today in, in, in the Zweig letter as of the day that we're recording this, talking about the new reality of living with the coronavirus is just getting started. And um, he said, work will never be the same. All work I do today is accomplished via email, phone, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or some other collaboration platform. Aside from the scheduled virtual meetings and conference calls, it's easier than ever to work whenever you want to. So when you, when you think of it from that perspective, it's almost like this virus has caused the, the bottle to be opened up, right? And so once you open it up, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to close it. And I know, that I, I know that I'm jumping ahead because I'm talking to you about some things that are down the road, right? But I can only imagine that most design firm leaders are thinking the same thing. How do we handle this when this is over? And we may have to have a part two to this conversation, but I'd be curious to know if that's even a conversation that you thought about as you deployed 
what you're currently doing at WGI from a re remote work perspective? It is absolutely a conversation. I mean, we, we're all smart enough to be able to do several things at one time. And, and obviously, one track is responding to the day-to-day -day changing circumstances with COVID-19, and, and both from a geographic standpoint, but also just the, the impact of it's having uh, and, and whether or not any one of our uh, associates are affected. That's one thing that's we're really focused on that. But we, what we never stop thinking about what happens when this ends. None of us know precisely when that's going to be. We don't have that crystal ball, but we know it will. And we feel like many of us can come out of this even stronger and, and better. And so that off ramp uh, that we're looking at, uh, well, has a lot of pieces to it. Um, you know, what is our business like? Uh, what is it going to be like bringing back 70 to 80, 90 percent of your associates back to the office? Uh, and in fact, this week, Dave Wantman and I have have a meeting already scheduled to talk about that off ramp and what that's going to look like and starting to prepare for that. Uh, it's It's my view that Yes, we have the technology, we have the capability to uh, facilitate remote work. And, and that's something that I, I think is, you know, that I would offer up to my, my peers is that, you know, WGI has always invested in really good technology and, and, and making that investment. And, and that has paid off uh, more than I can even say here on this podcast, uh, because we were ready. Yeah. We had the technology, we had, we could set people up at home. It's been fairly seamless and in many ways they're doing, you know, structural design projects or doing geospatial type analysis with point clouds. And, and for the most part, it's been fairly, fairly seamless. And, and so that's part of that investment uh, in, in the technology. But at the end of the day, Randy, I, I think that we're still a, a, a business where collaboration among teams, particularly multidiscipline teams like WGI has, uh, is is important. And and I don't think we're going to jettison that completely and and for remote work. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely don't think it will go away totally for sure. And and I personally love the face to face interaction. Right? It's hard. I mean, we have a relationship. The reason why we're even on this call is because we actually have a relationship that 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 started in in the real world <laughs> and now we're in a virtual environment here where you're like yeah you know you know me i know you so certainly we'll come together but the real question will be down the road is how do we take it outside of a virtual domain to the real uh real flesh connection because i know like you said earlier you're an extrovert i'm an extrovert we need that connection that physical connection in order to continue to do what we're doing successfully i do i do think though it, it what it's it is demonstrating that it can work and that it's demonstrating that you know we can trust our our associates they're going to do the right thing they're going to really work hard and um you know i i think most of them can on day one sit down and work from home or work remotely. There's a subset that maybe struggle a little bit with the new environment and, and sorting out the technology and, and how to do it and, and how to be focused. But I think they generally will, they'll work through it and, and get it as, as well. I think what it does going forward, once we get past this, this pandemic is it, it will allow uh, more flexibility for remote work for circumstances like having a, a new baby, for example, or yeah. some things that uh, will be, I think, much more inclined and much more comfortable with with going beyond that just simply short, very short term ad hoc uh, 
perhaps to uh, something a little bit more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So switching gears just quickly, I, I would I would be I would love to know what you guys are doing with regard to what have the conversations been like with your clients? I mean, I'm sure your clients are like, I mean, obviously they're impacted in the way that they're impacted just like you are, but I'd be curious to know what those conversations have been like with the clients. Uh, Are they, you know, making sure that you guys have uh, all hands on deck based on whatever their needs are? Because like I've been aware that a lot of construction projects, a lot of most construction projects are all all have is are all considered essential services. So there are people out there they're working on a regular basis at construction sites everywhere, some of which you guys are part a part of. And so I'd be curious to know what, what have you guys been hearing from your clients as they are dealing with this pandemic? That's another good question. And, you know, I guess start with the baseline at WGI about 70% of our clients are public clients. Okay. So that's, that's important in this and how we answer that, but <clears throat> let's shift for a moment to the private side. And uh, so the 30% private, we, we haven't seen a lot of changes. Uh, there have been a few private clients that have said, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and apologize for the race car analogy here, but uh, <laughs> uh, pump the brakes a little bit and slow down. And maybe we're going to defer this until we can see our way through this. But that's a lot of our private clients are, are simply just moving forward on the schedules that we have and, and our contract and, and are not doing that. And, and in fact, some some private clients are asking for proposals right now. They're mm-hmm. they're looking at this as, as an opportunity to get some things done that uh, maybe they couldn't have. So we're, we're seeing a, a little bit of a slowing down, but it's pretty minimal right now okay. on the public side. You know, uh, a great example is the Florida Department of Transportation, which is our largest single client at WGI. And they're asking us to expedite design on existing design contracts we have. They want to get these projects ready for construction. They're anticipating, you know, uh, the next uh, opportunity to build these things and, and put people back to work. And so the governor came out last week and said he wanted to move forward very quickly with $2.1 million worth of tra- transportation projects in the state of $2.1 billion of transportation projects in the state of Florida. So we're seeing that. So I think that bodes well for our our industry. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about the potential for a federal stimulus on infrastructure. We need it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of pent up demand on infrastructure. Uh, Obviously maybe a little biased, but I think it's credible to say that it's, it's a good investment. Uh, yeah. we're going to pay now or we're going to pay a lot more later. So we might as well do it now when we need to put, uh, these people back to work. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Would you, would those sentiments be shared even with what you've been encountering with your clients that are over in the great state of Texas as well? I mean, cause I mean, you, Texas and Florida are two really dynamic states, and I remember working back in the day with Carter and Burgess and how much TxDOT ruled the land. And they still do to this day. And just like FDOT does in Florida. But I mean, are you, are you kind of feeling the same thing there in Texas? Yeah, I think we are. And, and even on the private side there, uh, the reports we're getting is that we're uh, writing more proposals every day on the private side even. And, and we'd expect TxDOT and uh, certainly the, the, the leadership in TxDOT talked Text on the governor. They obviously understand the value of putting people back to work and and using infrastructure as as one of the ways to to do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think, you know, as I, as I kind of look at the different verticals that the design industry serves, I mean, I would, I would imagine that there are going to be a few that because of the direct correlation with consumers, like uh, uh, individuals, I would think like land development might struggle a little bit, especially with building subdivisions, just because, you know, people might be loath to buy a house right now because of what's going on. And I've talked to realtors in our area here in Northwest Arkansas, and, you know, they say it's, it's obviously the showings have slowed down, but they're still closing on sales. And so that's encouraging to see. And you know, I mean, again, nobody has a crystal ball to know exactly what's going to happen. I think the real thing, though, is that we have to keep pushing the needle forward and, you know, focusing, keeping our eye on the prize, if you will. Um, what are you telling your people on a regular basis to keep them focused on the future, not caught up? Because when we watch the news at night, Michael, it's like it's 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 I won't say devastating, but it's a challenge. You know this. I mean, yeah. so what do you, I mean, it's, it's not just for what you're doing for you because I know what I'm doing for myself, but what are you telling people to keep them encouraged and engaged? Because that's hard to do. Yeah, this falls into the category of uh, do as I say, not as I do, because I am a, a news junkie and, and so I, I tend to watch it a lot, but I think I can probably handle it pretty well. Um, we're, we're telling our team to look, first of all, your health and safety is our number one priority. We, right. we try to remind them that in, in every message, and, and we sincerely mean that. Uh, we're also saying, you know, you can take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your coworkers, uh, and then also focus on your professional responsibilities. That's a good distraction because you're really good at what you do. Focus on that. Deliver the deliver the work because um, we, as I said, we have a good backlog, so we, you've got a lot of work to do. Uh, but we we're also pre- providing some practical reminders of things like exercise and eating healthy and and having that distraction. You know, uh, I don't know what history will tell us eventually, but you know, things like the Tiger King the, that madness was a good distraction for a week. You know, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, so look for things like that that. You know, that book you haven't read and uh, for a long time and you want to get to it. So take advantage of that. So we're we're using all the opportunities we have to uh, to talk to them about those things, take care of themselves. And we're most of the leadership here. We're all making calls. I made six or eight calls today to just randomly around the country to associates at home saying, how you doing? You know, what do you yeah. need? Yeah. Um, uh, anything on our end from the leadership that you need that you're not getting. And uh, I think they appreciate just talking to, to somebody and somebody different. And so those are the types of things we're trying to do. We're trying to be real consistent in our guidance, real clear. Um, you know, this is a difficult situation. These are smart people. They understand that. So you, you can't sugarcoat it. But what we can say is, is look, we're going to be fine. We're going to come out of this. Yeah, we're smart. Uh, we have a game plan. We've got a good leadership team here. We've got a good crisis management team that's spending most of our time now dealing with this uh, and, and trying to navigate WGI uh, through this. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm curious to know this and I didn't bring this up to you earlier. I apologize about that. Uh, but I, but did you did you decide at this point, just given where things are, that you have suspended all hiring or if a great person came along 
what would you say to either your your leadership or to another firm that's you know a design firm that's like man we've been struggling to get this person and all of a sudden this person just fell in our laps but here we are in the midst of this pandemic would you what would your recommendation be in in, in a situation like that what would you guys do my recommendation would be to any of my peers out there if they have these great people send them to me <laughs> um, we we so, have not um suspended hiring for okay. those type of people. Okay. Um, okay. So it's got to be the right person, but if they did come around, you wouldn't sit around biting your nails talking about, oh man, COVID-19, you'd be looking at the individual for what they could bring to the table and how they could help WGI out. That is correct. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. And I, I think you need to be forward thinking like that. You can't be afraid. Just like you said, I've, I've basically jumped in head first. I've been doing at least six or seven podcast episodes a week. And I have been, I've been as busy as I've ever been. Um, the real thing is being able to take leverage this and, and, and make something come of it. But, but I think it's important to have this dialogue and share, um, share this information with as many people as possible. So, well, any, any final thoughts that you'd have um, as we are, as we are weather, weathering this storm, maybe something that you guys are, 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 are thinking about on a regular basis, uh, maybe some encouragement that you'd have for the rest of the industry. Well, I think, communicating effectively with your team, being honest with them, uh, being realistic. Um, don't get out over your skis in terms of what you know and understand, you know, uh, we've been trying to use really the best data that we can get sound science and, and ultimately our best professional judgment. You know, as you started this podcast with Randy, you said, none of us have ever really been through this. And right. <laughs> uh, I'm actually a, a biologist by training, but uh, the microbiology I had in graduate school, I long forgot most of it, but I, I guess it's come of it's coming back. But none of us have all the answers, but be real honest with your team. Uh, let them know how much you care about them. Uh, let them know what the expectations are that, you know, everything's not shut down. Right. Uh, and then finally, you know, be optimistic. Uh, we have every reason to be optimistic we're gonna we're gonna get through this yeah uh and those firms that have good good strategic plans those firms that have good leadership um will will come out perhaps better yeah no absolutely i i agree with you what uh 100 i i feel that way and it's hard i get people that might be listening to this that may legitimately be struggling right now um you are not alone either so i mean there are going to be there are going to be those that that really do come out even better than they were before this this whole situation happened but a lot of it i think is is due to planning and just like you said strategic planning which is something that you know let's face it, this, this industry has been loath to embrace wholeheartedly when it comes to strategic planning. And I know you've spoken in the past at several Zweig events about the importance of strategic planning. I mean, you eat, sleep, and drink strategic planning, and now you are benefiting because of the work that you've put in and the time that you've put in um, to, to having a plan in place, even when the you-know-what hits the fan. Yeah, and it's a, it's a culture of WGI. I started with David Wantman and uh, now with Greg Sauter, our president, um, the, the, you know, we are, we're all very focused on being strategic and, and the, all the decisions we make and, uh, including the ones we're making in the context of, of COVID-19. Hopefully we get through those pretty, pretty soon and we can get back to the business of, uh, uh, st uh strategic planning for the continued growth of WGI. That's what I'm looking forward to. 
Absolutely. Well, I, I share I share those sentiments, Michael, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today to um, to, to connect with me. Uh, you, like you said, you, you've been really busy, and, and that's a good thing. And I hope that you, that you can, can continue to stay busy, and that you continue to encourage those on the front lines of your firm to um, to remind them that this too shall pass. As I've been saying that to everybody, that's my new mantra. I need to walk around with a T-shirt saying "This too shall pass," because we I do believe we will get through this, and I think actually we'll get through it stronger because of of just going through this. I, I re, I'll end with this, but I remember all the stories that my grandparents ever told me about how um, growing up through the depression just developed them in ways that they, they never, first of all, nobody ever wants to go through something like that, but it set them up and affirmed them in a way um, that really benefited their their growth as human beings, as individuals, as collective members of society. So um, I think, like they say, whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And so I, I definitely... Um, I appreciate you sharing today and, and um, you know, providing a little bit of encouragement and insight uh, for other design firm leaders and what they're going through and for them to realize that they're not in this alone and that there's always help out there. Well, thank you, Randy, and, and thanks to Zweig uh, and all the professionals there. And just a, a final thing is certainly any of our peers out there, if they're struggling and they think there's some value, reach out to me, reach out to WGI. We'll share with you the things that we're thinking about and how we're trying to respond. We don't have the perfect answer every time, but I think so far we're, we're managing this pretty effectively. So be happy to, to try to be a resource to any of the peers out there. Well, I appreciate that. So I'll go one step further. Would you, what, what, what email address would you like to give people that they can have right on the podcast? Cause I'll put the rest of your contact information in our show notes. Um, along with your wonderful picture that you gave me and, and a little bit more about you and WGI, but I'd love for you just, if, if you're okay with that, just to share your email address. So Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L dot Davis, D-A-V-I-S at W-G-I-N-C.com, W-G-I-N-C.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you have it, folks. Michael Davis, uh, Senior Vice President at WGI. So excited to have him on the podcast. He's actually, actually, Michael, I don't know if you knew this, but this, you were somebody that I've been wanting to get on for a long time. I've had David on uh, a couple of times and um, uh, just tell him that I, I appreciate, I always appreciated having him on, but having you on has been extra special. So thank you so much. And I appreciate all that you're doing uh, and continue to do, not just for Wantman, but for the industry as a whole. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate Have a that. great day. Be safe. Hey, you too. You too. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm excited. I'm so I'm so glad that I had a chance to finally connect with uh, Michael, and um, I just really appreciate, um, you know, just the words of wisdom, the words of encouragement that he had to share, and and the words of strategy. So I hope this helps you. I, I know we're all in this together. One of the things that I'm trying to do, especially during this um, coronavirus pandemic, is to bring you valuable information and valuable conversations that uh, might help you in some of the things that you're currently going through with your design firm. So whether you're a design firm leader or if you're a frontline individual, uh, what you're going through matters to us here at Zui Group, and we certainly want to help you any way that we can. As always, you can always reach out to me, Randy at, um, uh, R, I'm sorry, R. Wilburn at Zui Group. 
zweiggroup.com. And you can check us out online at zweiggroup.com. There's a lot of information. We even did a coronavirus survey, uh, which has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. We talked about that in the last episode. So really want to encourage you to uh, check that out and check out any resources that might be available to you online at zweiggroup.com. That's all I have for this week. We will see you really soon with another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. You guys have a great day. Be safe. Thanks for tuning in to the Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can be part of elevating the industry and that you can apply our advice and information to your daily professional life. For a free digital subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe to gain more wisdom and inspiration in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today.